There will be banter. We finally return. We are sans one, the lovable gun-toting liberal Veronica, but I, I hear she'll be back next week. Uh, but in the meantime, you are stuck with myself, the, the self-appointed bourbon snob. We have the retired CIA spook, Mr. Ron Moeller. How are you, sir? I am well, thank you. He is well, thanks us. And then we also have the wonderful average civilian reporter, Christina Wong. How are you, ma'am? Thank you. I'm doing well. That's the right answer. That's good to hear. So now that we have established that, we have established our return to prominence and dominance along these uh, internet airwaves. We're going to first dive into something that I think is obviously, well, it's getting attention from just one side, conveniently, and ignored by most in the media. And that is the ongoing saga with Mr. Hunter Biden and his what is it? The laptop issue, correct, Christina? Can you kind of yeah. take us through that? <laughs> There's so much. Um, so essentially, Hunter Biden reportedly, so according to the New York Post, Hunter Biden took in at least one laptop, I think three laptops with water damage to a computer repair shop in Delaware. And this was in, I think, April 2019. And if you don't come back in 90 days to get your laptop, you basically forfeit it. So this local computer shop owner uh, reportedly contacted Hunter Biden. He didn't pick up the laptops. So I'm not sure when he started doing this, but he, he basically went through, uh, he, I think he said when he was making a copy of the hard drives to salvage the data, because that's there's water damage, mm -hmm. he's trying to salvage the data. I think one computer, the data couldn't be salvaged. Another one had to have a copy uh, made, another hard drive made, and then one was, I think, fine. So anyway, in doing what he was doing, he found all these um, photos that we've all seen now of um, you know Hunter Biden in the bathtub, smoking crack, you know. Um, there's, other, there's other photos. So he saw these photos, and um, I think he tried to contact the FBI and he didn't receive a response or something. Um, reportedly, he tried to contact um, Senator Mike Lee, didn't hear back, uh, contacted this other website, um, some sort of conservative watchdog website. He didn't hear back. So he went to Rudy Giuliani. This is the, the, the way the story goes. And well, well, hang on real uh, quick, Christina. What, is he supposed yeah. to do that by law or is this something that he just <laughs> felt compelled to do on his own? Because I'm just curious at what point this is his business. Yeah. So it is very kind of, I mean, disturbing, right? I mean, I've dropped off a laptop store yeah. in DC it did not work out very well. He actually returned it to me with, he couldn't do, he couldn't fix it. He returned it to me with a um, part of it broken off. And I was, I was, I was pissed. So Best Buy Geek Squad. <laughs> I, I wish, I mean, they, they do it right. Right. And yep. they're kind of pricey. So I just went to some like bootleg store and this guy, you know, he talked a good game and I paid him and didn't work out. So the, thought that he would be rifling through my photos and yeah. documents like that's that's pretty disturbing right mm. um i uh, i i don't think it's illegal because there's this drop-off form uh okay. that uh, there's a signature hunter biden signature and i think the drop-off form says if you don't 
pick it up in 90 days, you hand it over. So I think if he were doing something illegal, uh, you know, I think he'd probably be arrested by now, but um, or soon. So so anyway, we've got this form and these emails. So the big allegation um, in these emails is that Joe Biden said, he had never spoken with his son, Hunter, about any overseas business dealings. Um, and that's with um, his business dealings with um, Ukraine and China or whatever. Mm. And because um, Hunter Biden was sitting on the board of um, Burisma, the Ukrainian natural gas uh, company, making at least 50000 a month. And so this was the whole, this was what the whole impeachment thing was about, right? Like Trump said to the Ukrainian president, can you talk to um, Attorney General Barr and see if, you know, there is something to um, Biden pressuring the Ukrainian, uh, then Ukrainian president to fire this prosecutor who was investigating Burisma at the time. I think this was, I don't know, this is, it's all very confusing. So hopefully I'm explaining it. Uh, clearly. So this was, I think, in 2015 or 2016, when Joe Biden was the point person on Ukraine. So when Joe Biden was a point person in Ukraine, he pressed, he said to the Ukrainian government, um, fire this prosecutor general, otherwise I will withhold 1 billion in, um, I think aid guarantee or, or loan guarantee or something. And then it happened and he actually publicly bragged about this at a council and foreign relations um, meeting. And so um, that prosecutor general got fired. He was um, reportedly looking into Burisma and when Biden's son was on the board. And then after he was fired, of course, the investigation kind of fizzled out. So what these emails are showing and, and then Biden came out and said, oh, I never, I never talked to my son about Ukraine and overseas business dealings. But what these emails say are, um, one of them said, uh, is from a Burisma executive mm-hmm. to Hunter saying, thank you for introducing me to your father and setting up some time, you know, if it, hopefully we can have coffee before I leave or something like that. So that is the... Right you know, smoking gun email, um, you know, and, and since then, that was last week. And right. so since then, more and more has been coming out. Ron, what do you think on that? <laughs> well, it's a, it's a great synopsis. Um, I mean, I, I understand now why NPR didn't want to cover it because it's it's too complicated and, and none of us really care that. about it. So, yeah, you know, that. it's hilarious. Um, no, it's a great synopsis, but it's, 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 um, you, you know, and, and the, the details of, of, of how it got revealed are they're, they're interesting, but mm. more importantly is, is, is what was revealed. Um, and I, I think, you know, in 2016, the president ran, um, as an outsider and he talked about draining the swamp. And if, if anything, he, um, this this proves how 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 deep wide and broad the the swamp but let's call it something else not the swamp let's call it what it is it's corruption it's total Mm -hmm. corruption of of the u.s government and i mean joe biden 
what is he, 47, 50 years in public service, whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I did 39 years in public service, but I have obviously wasn't an elected official. And, right. but, um, I'm certainly not worth $250 million, at least <laughs> conservatively estimated. I don't have four palatial homes and just one. Um, yeah. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and my son is certainly not a crack addict. Um, but yeah. And so what I can say that and um, you know, or a deadbeat dad or whatever you want to call it. Um, the, uh, it's it's just it's a, it's amazing and and uh, what what's what's even more amazing is not it's just just not the government corruption because I we kind of Americans sort of like know that I I mean ever since Teapot Dome which I was not a part of and you know way back during the Warren Harding years I know Eric you probably read about that in 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 ancient history class but. Um, Specifically that class. But yes. Americans sort of... Oh, look, we got it. Oh, look at that. Oh. <laughs> hey. I'm not sure what this is. I Garcon. Another. Yeah, <laughs> well, whatever it is, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure we're going to get real truth soon. You yeah. know, in Vino Veritas. <laughs> uh, but, uh, uh, but the, but the point, the, the, the thing is, is that here we, we have, I mean, we, we, we sort of suspected, and now we know about the whole Clinton Foundation and, and the corruption that we were exposed to in 2016, and and was. It sounds tried. like the exact same thing, right? Like it's well, just peddling influence, well, not as large, maybe, but. Oh no, larger. Yeah, larger. I mean, when when you threaten a country by withholding a billion dollars of of aid or loan yeah, guarantees, whatever, of of U.S. taxpayer dollars. Um, and, and you brag about it. I mean, the video is like, I love it. I mean, what's the first thing I learned in criminology is that most criminals are really freaking stupid, and, <laughs> but I mean, he brags about it. So, but when you, when you threaten something like that, I mean, when you basically say, Hey, I'm the vice president and I'm going to sell not just access to my office, which is. I, I think we sort of expect that's what lobbyists do, but right. I'm going to sell you, I'm going to sell you access to policy, how I can, you know, because I was the point man for Ukraine. Biden was also the point man for Iraq and, and a lot of other things. And yeah, you know, I, I really wish tonight's uh, debate was more, you know, greater focus on, on foreign policy because mm-hmm. Let's all recall what what former SecDef Robert Gates said about Joe Biden. Yeah. He's been he's been wrong about every foreign policy uh, initiative, decision, event since day one. I mean, he's never been right about a thing. I mean, he was against the the raid on Osama bin Laden. Mm-hmm. He um, he advocate you know he. he I mean, for that's a recent example. I mean, he's he's been wrong about freaking everything, and and now you know we we see the corruption and and the uh, as people are starting to unravel this very layered onion um, and peeling it back is um, the, inf- the you know the report about him and Kamala and a, and a couple other senators being you know Feinstein obviously, but being a um, uh, agents of influence, or um, I'm not sure, I can't remember what the exact word was, um, but they are, they are key people 
in in the in the in the red Chinese ability or 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 program to exert and and uh, you know influence American policy and American government and and things like that. It's I mean it's it's it boggles the mind. It's it's like I'm living in a freaking Twilight Zone episode here. I but so go ahead, Eric. I, I think two things is is one you talk about. Uh, the corruption aspect. And yes, you know, Senator Biden or Vice President Biden has been in public office or public life for the better part of 47 years from what we understand. And I feel like this is why I, I talked about there's a, I think Biden is kind of like a throwback to the past in terms of politicians and how they, they, they always were perceived, but he's also still involved himself in it. Cause he's obviously running for the highest office in the, in the world. But those things that you've highlighted, all the corruption, the stuff that was probably business as usual that would never be found out because there was no social media, there was no 24-hour news cycle, like stuff like that could go on. There was no email trail to eventually expose this. Do you guys think, Christina, let me ask you, do you think like as the years go by with social media, like the proliferation of that and how there's just everything is no longer able to be hidden, really, everything kind of comes to light at this point at some point. Do you feel yeah. politicians are going to have to either just completely rethink how they do the business or this just stuff that's been business as usual will just become, you know, nothing because it, 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 it's so prevalent that people won't even be bothered by it. They'll just assume that's how it is. <clears throat> that is a really fascinating question. And, you know, as someone who was you know, pretty young during web 1.0. And I actually saw, you know, 2.0 happen when web 1.0 sort of flopped, right? And web 2.0, we saw with the rise of the Apple iPhone, right? Um, I think in 2004, and then we saw YouTube, Facebook, um, you know, sort of saw the rise of all these platforms. And at that time, I think um, there were these cool new initiatives that would bring sunlight to government. You know, I think there's an actual foundation called like the Sunlight Foundation. And I thought that was really awesome. And I wanted to do this like YouTube type uh, or it wasn't actually just a YouTube. I wanted to do this whole platform where you could see what your local city was, you know, council right. was voting on. You could sort of do like a shadow vote. You could, you know, just, we could actually benefit it, benefit from it now uh, because we're so, we're, we're, we're kind of addicted to national politics and less so to what's kind of going on in our own yeah. um, communities. And so, yeah, we are seeing, we have just so many tools um, digitally to, to sort of, check up on the histories and comments and all these things of what people said um you know if I, i'm just really happy there was no digital trail when i was you know growing up <laughs> i'm yeah. sure we all sort of feel that way as as we've seen with um all these like you know digital mishaps yep. which seems to happen to young men and older men and i'm sure women too i mean we saw with like the whole Fort Fort Bragg thing going on. <laughs> Fort Shag, like, as you call it, I saw. Good job. Oh, that was that was great. Oh, you got Rick Dixon all upset. Oh, oh poor guy. Yes, yeah, so he's got, he's got to hold on to that territory, you know. <laughs> so yeah. I, I'm just glad I made it past my you know teens uh, and you know uh, stupid stupid phase um, that I, I don't I didn't leave that much of a, of a digital trail, but yeah, um, 
So I think, I mean, you have all these tools and, and you're sort of seeing them being employed against um, mostly Trump, you know, and the thing about Trump is he's just sucking all the oxygen out of everything, right? All out of, um, you know, all out of journalism, everyone just wants to get Trump. And it's like less, there's less focus on everyone else and what, you know, all the other corruption. And if, even if you, I wouldn't say other corruption, but I mean, other potential corruption, you know, I don't think Trump is nearly as bad on anything as people, you know, claimed he would be. And I'm not sure if that's because the media keeps such a close watch on him, you know, or, or he wouldn't have done anything at all, you know? Um, so. Well, it's a simple, it's a, in my opinion, it's the, I know it's simplifying it, but I think it's because he simply put the capital R next to his name. Yeah. If the guy I mean, runs, if he challenges yeah. Hillary Clinton in 2016 and, and he probably would have won that, you, you know what I mean? And then he actually wins and yeah. he's a democratic president. Like, do you, like, how do we think this would completely be the same? It just wouldn't. You know, it's funny because, so I, you know, I cover in the beginning of this administration, I started as a Pentagon reporter covering defense. And then I started following this whole Russia collusion thing, right? And it is just kind of insane. Um, just the corruption that was there, everything that was put into painting him, characterizing him, all the leaks, all the media stories, everything as a Russian agent. Um, basically, you know, you saw um, you know, the FBI, former current FBI officials and me the media sort of go in together and use these powerful tools that we have to sort of go after Trump. And I just, my, um, I learned so much. I learned so much about how the, you know, how the government uh, and, and the media works just by, just by covering this administration, um, you know, seeing how uh, these these tools can be used to sort of um, effectively, you know, echo chamber slash, you know, gaslight a whole, you know, a, a, or try to gaslight a nation into believing something. Mm -hmm. So it, that's been just like really, really fascinating um, for me. I think that's also the scary angle as I bring Ron back in here is that, you know, it, it ties into what I said, like, hey, oh, we have this, you know, so much social media and so much documentation of everything. Everything's a 24-hour news cycle. Stuff that should be bigger gets forgotten because something else just happened. Um, but also the kind of the evolution of what we're seeing to where you can doctor everything. Doctor audio, you can doctor video, you can make anything. I can make a video right now if I was at, well, uh, we know a few people who could. That could make me look like Ron and vice versa. I could be look, it could look like I'm behind Ron. I could be doing something like you could alter reality and make it appear as if it actually is what it is. Right, Ron. So do you feel like those are going to be something that is used against politicians in the future or if it's already going on as far as we know? Oh, I, I'm sure it will be. This is right up your angle, used. Spook. Come on. Stop, stop. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure Donald Segretti of Watergate fame, Dirty Tricks, Donald Segretti uh, is wishing he was he was born 40 years later so he could he could help implement a lot of those dirty tricks. Um, yeah, I, I think it is. But, uh, you know, so, somewhere, you know, the there's um, the, the problem is, is that I think I think Americans and on on the Internet that that, you know, that are are or on social media 
are, are bombarded with all sorts of information points and not all of them are, are true or real. Right. Um, there's a lot of disinformation, misinformation, outright incorrect information, you know, and, and things like that. And, you know, it, it's, 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 it's hard for the average American because he's the product of, of a wonderful public school system who's, who's learned all sorts of great critical thinking and logic, logic skills hmm. to uh, not figure it out. So they, you know, they, it's, it reminds me of uh, what was it? One of the Shrek movies um, where uh, the, uh, one of the bad people burns down the, the corner Starbucks and the, and the crowd goes screaming across the street to the next corner Starbucks. <laughs> and, and that's sort of the way, you know, it, it's just going is people are, 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 you know, they're, they're screaming with their hair on fire to, from, from one, one made up crisis to yeah. exactly. But these are, a lot of these are made up crises and, and, you know, sometimes you got to look at it and say, really, you know, is, is, is that, is that it? When, when you have incontrovertible evidence of like, like the Hunter Biden emails and, you know, all right. So, so Hunter was the bag man. I mean, let's, let's call him what he is. He's the bag man. That dude's not smart enough to rub two sticks together and, and, and figure out that one of them's not a match type of thing. I mean, this, this dude is not a bright, bright dude. Um, he was the bag man for dad. And so, but Americans are going to pick up on that. And I, I hope in tonight's debate, and obviously by the time this is published, we'll, we'll see how, how wrong and, how wrong I am, or hopefully how right I am. Right. Is that, is that the president, the president? Go ahead. Oh, no, no, you uh, just real quick. I mean, I said something about, you know, the smoking gun, but the, you know, um, in the emails, but I think the most important thing we've seen, we've learned in the last uh, few days is that there was this email written by, uh, I, I forget who, but it's laid out the um, expectations for compensation for this joint venture with the Chinese firm. And there were like, in, there were initials and amounts, um, percentage of equity that each pe person would get. And so there was an H and he would get 20%. And then there was Jim, which is James Biden, and then uh, Joe Biden's brother. And then there was uh, 10 held by H for the big guy. And so now we this is have- so dumb. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, if, if, if this, if this, if this was a Rico case, if, if we were talking, you know, organized crime, you know, like one of the five families or something like that, this, this would be hilarious. This would, this would make a great movie, you know, and, and Vin Diesel could play, you know, the, the, you know, the sympathetic Hunter Biden character and, you know, maybe that's how why he was... went to that guy went to Giuliani cause he was the Rico guy. Once well, exactly. Time. I mean, Julia Giuliani is the guy who, who broke the Long mob in mob, New York. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, but I, I just, I just hope Trump approaches it because, because Biden's go-to play is whenever this comes up is to attack the messenger or this, uh, like in the case of the CBS reporter, attack the questioner, Shit, yeah. but also to how dare you insult, you know, my, my family, my, my son, you know, and it's a good play. And then, it works. It's a good play, but. <laughs> But if, if he if he doesn't you know if 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 he doesn't in if the president doesn't invoke Hunter, but talks about Joe Biden's corrupt you know there, there's enough out there now that 
you know, hopefully Americans are starting to go, wait, is Joe Biden in the pocket of the Chinese Communist Party? Is, is he is he an unregistered foreign agent of the of the People's Republic? I mean, well, I mean, that's can we can thing. we trust him? That's why or, or, I, I, that's why I don't know if this really because it's not getting the attention. You know, they're obviously major outlets are ignoring it. But I think the point that I'm just worried about is that, you know, the people who are going to vote for Joe Biden are still going to vote for him. The ones that are oh, yeah, not because are they're not going to. So does this really matter? Does it affect anything? Well, th- those those are the people that need to go to the re-education camps when we're when we win. <laughs> oh, at every at every strip mall, just right? Kidding. Just kidding. Yeah, yeah just every strip mall. Yeah. yeah, and we'll, we'll we'll even make sure we have a we have a really tall high chair for Robert Reich so he can he can he can see over the counter. <laughs> yeah, didn't he? He called for a truth and reconciliation committee. Yeah, and some, he, he someone re- someone replied to him saying that they need to be set up like at every strip mall, just like they were after in Germany after World War II. And Ron's like, oh, "There weren't any strip malls in Germany." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was there, there was a, there was a lot of damage, but not no strip malls. Yeah, like it, yeah, it's a it's a, it's but, a weird uh, fantasy these people have. Um, no, I yeah. think. Yeah, your, your point about does this really matter, I saw this um, local LA Fox reporter say that, you know, he said Trump uh, supporters are still going to vote for Trump and right. this does not dissuade Biden supporters, but it calls into question, I mean, it, it sort of highlights all the bad behavior from everything that I would say Trump supporters, but hopefully other people hate, which is like, suppression of free speech from big tech so i think everyone actually i think that was a huge mistake by twitter to clamp down on the story because it just made it explode even more because you know everyone's curious about stuff they they're not to see um so i think it called attention to that and it sort of highlighted you know what trump's whole run was is that he was going to fight you know big tech and corruption and then you have you know especially um, fight the media so you have like the media and big tech trying to squelch the story so i think that should be distasteful to to people hopefully independents who aren't a big fan of uh you know this kind of uh censorship because it's it's pretty orwellian yeah and i don't know if you guys have seen it i, I think i shared it in our chat ron but i don't know if christina if you saw it uh the, i'm not the in j- the boys chat no, I know the Jason the Jason Whitlock interview yesterday with President Trump because Jason Whitlock's been hitting on big tech for months, you know, since he's came over to Outkick. He's been but he actually he asked the president about that and, you know, how big tech is the one who has taken control of the national discourse because that's how we communicate. I think Ron and I talked about this at one point. This is the new public square is the social media age, whether everyone's on it or participating or not. It is what it is. And, and the president brought up how they just recently, the government sued Google last week. So, I mean, there are things that can be taken, but I, you know, it's kind of like what you said, are, are people going to actually pay attention or, you know, is it just going to well, be? I, I think, I think if the president just uses the word corruption and, and the swamp and, and, and people making, you know, tra- trading, trading their office to foreign governments to, you know, destroy America or, or to take away jobs from Americans. And he's been doing, all, you know, the last four years, he's been bringing those jobs back and he's trying to level the playing field. Yeah. I, I think, I think that message will resonate. It'll, it'll roll in, you know, I'm a strong voice for America, America first, 
the economy, and I, I'm against the swamp. I mean, these are all these are all things that people can relate to, and average Americans go, yeah, okay, I, I really don't need to know the details of, of Hunter Biden's interactions with this and that because I flunked accounting 101. But mm-hmm. you know, it's but I I, under, I understand people being dishonest and being deceitful and being traitors to our country. I mean, you know, if, if Joe Biden really is even guilty of 10% of what we, we can extrapolate from these emails, you know, you know, I mean, talk about an unregistered foreign agent. I mean, the, the real, the real Manchurian candidate, you know, I mean, Beijing will have a, 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 the presidency. And that is, is that, that's, that's, fucking scary and i'll use the i'll drop the first f-bomb of the there night it is. Oh, yeah. um, first. <laughs> um no that's interesting and eric you said something earlier i thought uh so i talked to this guy um j michael waller i don't know if you know oh yeah oh yeah oh good yeah good. awesome dude yeah very great very great patriot very well, smart very, very patriotic I think he fought with a Nicaraguan uh, militia or something. Do you know about that? I I, 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 I don't. I, I just I just know he's, you know him him and I we we talk all the time on Signal and uh, yeah it's uh, awesome. Wow, yeah. I uh, small I know world. I know. So I talked to him, and he said, you know, um, back to your point, Eric, about how um, you know back in the day this corruption would have been wasn't even that bad was seen as kind of normal. And he, he said the same thing, that, that Joe Biden always had this image of he's fighting corruption and he's against dirty politics. And then now what we're finding out is he's he was just as dirty, you know, or he is now just as dirty. Yeah, he's um, always been. Yeah. He's like he's like he's like Tammany Hall moved to Delaware. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and one thing, though, like if I I mean, a lot of this stuff took place in uh, with the China stuff took place the Ukrainian stuff obviously took place in 2015 while he was still vice president and I think there's some some other stuff related to um, this company called Startup Health that his son-in-law works for so Biden's daughter Ashley is married to this guy Howard Krein who is works for this company that his brother started called Startup Health and Startup Health did a lot of stuff with the White House. So that's kind of, that's very sketchy. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, you know, with this whole, with the, with the China stuff, a lot of this seems to be, I mean, of course, uh, Hunter Biden took that trip to China with Joe Biden in I think 2013, December 2013. And 10 days later, he comes home with a 1.5 billion, uh, I think it's like some sort of like loan guarantee or some sort of, um, you know, promise of, um, of some, I don't understand finance. I obviously no, would have failed counting 101. <laughs> so, <laughs> he came back with some sort of sweet deal that no one would have ever been able to get. And, um, you know, so with the with the the recent emails, a lot of them are from 2017. You know, when Joe Biden was out of office. But however, I think by 2018, it was still a question of is he going to run for the White House? And I don't think he ever put that aside. You know, yeah. so um, you know, one could say, oh, 2017, this really doesn't matter. You know, but at the same time, he could have had his eye and probably had his eye on a you know higher office. 
See, but to me, like, I don't know. I just come back to this doesn't make a, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like he, these, these, these are out there. The video of him saying this stuff's out there, all this stuff's out there. You know, it's going to get brought up. You have to know it's going to get brought up if you decide to, I don't know, run for president. And then on top of that, this yeah. is who you, they select to run for president. So you're doing it on, it's like, you're almost doing it on purpose to yourself. Like, He's a yeah. terrible candidate. He, you know, he, he, he just isn't a good, he's just not a good candidate, but no. um, he's- Well, he's neither is his running mate. <laughs> I no, have a really personal got it out for her. like of uh, Kamala too. You have a personal like or- Oh, dislike. Oh, dislike. Oh, okay. God, I hope so. Jeez. Why, why a, why a <laughs> Otherwise, personal... I'm coming through this screen right now and I'm going to yeah. like uh, rampage. Yeah, why a personal dislike? It's funny because I, I love how this is this is turning to this without Veronica. This is like an all out <laughs> rant. Um, but OK, so Kamala. So I, it, Trump calls her phony Kamala. And I think that's exactly what she is, because so I grew up in the Bay Area. You know, mm -hmm. you're in the Bay Area. I know yeah. the Bay Area. I went to San Francisco through Oakland, you know, and Oakland Chinatown my whole life. Right. Mm -hmm. And every weekend. Um, and Kamala, first of all, my dad, you know, he, he lives in Bay Area. He's followed politics for a long time. He's voted both Democrat and Republican. He has some choice words for her, but I'm not going to say because he sometimes watches this, this podcast. So, <laughs> oh, sure. Let me get the F-bomb out. But you mean <laughs> I'm the good girl. Yeah. yeah okay. I got it. So it uh, starts with the H and it rhymes with coochie. How about that? Oh, interesting. <laughs> okay. Anyways, <laughs> I don't know if it is a worse word than what I was going to say. But anyway, so the thing about Kamala is that she claims she's from Oakland. She claims she was born in Oakland. She was born in the the Oakland Kaiser Hospital. That's a very different <laughs> where she she grew up, which is Berkeley. You know, sure, Berkeley is on the border of Oakland, but these are entirely different. Yeah, you know, cities. Yeah, it's not exactly. okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, so um, I don't want to give out any PI, but let's just say, you know, some of my family members know Oakland very well, but um, and it's so she she tries to play like I'm this, you know, homegirl from Oakland, but she's not. Her mother was a cancer researcher. Her father was an economist, right? She was not. I mean, I don't want to say she never struggles because I wasn't there. I don't know what she went through. But I mean, don't pretend like you're from, you know, Oakland. Jenny from when the block. Go. No. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. So as, as Ann Richards would say, uh, the silver the silver spoon is choking her. <laughs> yeah, I mean Yeah. Sorry. Um, Remember the former lieutenant governor of, of Texas, you know, way back when. Sorry, I'm I always use historical references. That's good. That's why you're here. You are our history book. Yeah. So sorry, I got a booker. I, I got a book or two behind me that kind of backs me up. So yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I didn't start shouting there, but um, anyway, that's no, that was it. Yeah. So all right, let's. Uh, let, I think we've covered that enough. I mean, I know we could probably talk about it for a while. However, I, there are some things that need to get tended to you professionally, but we do have something that's coming up very shortly. Uh, how do you guys think this is going to go tonight, Ron? What are, what are you expecting? A little more civil discourse or? Well, the, the muting of the mic, maybe, maybe he'll do the Tim Russert thing and bring out a little whiteboard and write, you know, <laughs> something like that and hold it up Wrong. next to me. Just point an arrow. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, 
I, you know, I mean, you read all the, the punditry and, and everything like that about what Trump should do and behave. I'm, I'm sure he, you know, he will, he knows this is, this is a, I don't want to say a make or break moment, but I'd say it's, it's a moment where he can, he can highlight the, the inconsistencies and the, uh, the under the radar campaign that Biden's been running because the media hasn't been doing what Americans would expect uh, of, of a media to, to vet a candidate and rigorously vet them. Um, I, I think he'll, uh, he'll, he'll, he'll talk about the economy. He'll um, talk about the, uh, the dynamic response that the U S has, has had towards COVID. Yes, we've had 220,000 deaths, but, uh, but we are way ahead of the world as far as working on vaccines and, and, and other things. Um, reemphasizing, you know, the, the, you know, and trying to turn it because one of the subjects that the, the moderator did was turn, you know, is national security is turned that into the original foreign policy discussion. So, talking about how he's, he hasn't started any new wars. He's disengaging from the wars responsibly. He's, you know, because he's not following the, the, the old playbook of foreign policy that everybody in Washington wants to follow. Um, you know, he's brokered two peace treaties with Israel. Um, I mean, these, these are all important developments. They are. Uh, and, you know, so, and real quick, so that, you know, the Biden campaign, a lot of Democrats are really touting the, the 700 plus retired generals and admirals and ambassadors and, national security professionals and former IC seniors and that all. And, and I, I read through the list of these 700 and some odd people and I'm going, it's like a who's who of like, who wants a job in the next, the next democratic administration, who's a former Clinton or Obama ite, and who's, who's in the pocket of forever war. None of these people are winners. And that's the, and that's the bottom line. None of these people are winners. They're all losers because they haven't had an original thought since, I don't know, they picked their nose when they were two. I don't know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, there we go. And then, uh, so Christina, I know you're getting ready to, 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 to cover the, uh, the big, nice night. I can't even speak. And I'm, I'm not even having bourbon tonight yet. Um, but yeah. So what are you thinking is going to take place? What's your prediction? Ah, a little Wyoming. That's good stuff, Ron. Wyoming it is a little 88 proof. I think it's, it's tasty. Yes, it is. Yeah. Gotcha. Anyways. I got it, Ron. I got this. There will be bourbon. Is there will be band? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Christina. I'm sorry. Yeah. So um, hopefully, <clears throat> so I agree with Jason Whitlock. I, I loved his interview today. Um, you know, Biden didn't really have any senior moments the last time. Of course, he probably needed three days of sleep to actually, you know, be able to perform well. And I expect that's what he did again. Um, or yeah, this time. So I think sort of if Trump could focus on his many accomplishments that Ron laid out, mm -hmm. that would be fine. And then just let Biden talk, you know, because that's where he Fs up. Yeah. Is that he he does the rambling, he loses track and he does the <laughs> he does the, the ramble ramble, and then uh what the hell am I saying? Look, and then he like, you know, starts to get refocused. And so yeah. if you if if Trump just sort of lets him go, you know, I'm sure the moderator will He'll probably help. So, yeah, exactly. Be like, okay, that's great. Let's just move on. Um, but you know, we'll we'll see. I think 
the shouting. I think the first time Trump had a strategy just to divide Biden and either make him choose a side, um, you know, with the yeah. centrist or the the, the socialist. I think he 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 had the strat had a strategy. He tried for that, but I think this time, um, you know, a lot of people, I think moderates, independents, might have been turned off by the you know. I have no evidence of that, but you know, uh, if they were turned off by the sort of aggressiveness, even though Biden was the first one to interrupt him, Trump came off because he's a lot more energetic yeah. <laughs> as the aggressive one. Right. So if Trump dials that back and and just lets Biden, you know, talk, let's see what sort of ideas Biden actually, you know, can get out and you know um, put forth and and. You know, see if he can he can do it. Yeah, I agree. Or, I think or positions he can defend. Right. I don't think he I, can defend any of his platform. That's the I, problem. I'm not sure he can. Uh, I I just don't. I just don't think the president is is wired to be someone who just lets someone say stuff. So you know, we'll see though. I'm looking forward to it. I'll, like I said, I will watch it after it has completed later. Um, oh, one more yes. thing. Knock Come it on. out. Do you oh, see this? Yes. Oh, look at you representing WTO oh, top fan. Top, top <laughs> Fancy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, there is some, uh, some yeah. ongoing efforts to hopefully we'll be able to discuss soon next week regarding the hopefully upcoming medal of honor awarding to Sergeant first class Alwyn cash. That saga continues to unfold up on the Hill. Uh, but we will update you based on that when uh, we get a chance and, um, well, hopefully Veronica's with us next week. But again, remember, you may not think like us, but you probably think like one of us. We'll see you next week. There will be banter.